Welcome to The Theology of the Buddy, a podcast for Catholics who love the beauty of the Church's sacred tradition. My name is Brooke. If you're looking to grow in the faith in new ways, looking to connect with other faithful Catholics, or you're simply looking for other Catholic voices who are willing to speak the truth without compromise, and who like to have fun in the process, you've come to the right place. We're not experts, but we have learned a lot over the 15 plus years we've been friends in the faith, and we want to share that with you. So if you haven't yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening, and don't forget to drop by TheologyOfTheBuddy.com for all of our show notes and past episodes. Guys, it's episode 100. Wow. 100. Wow. 100. We stayed tratty for so long. That feels long. like a lot. It does. It's a lot of episodes. Chris, how do you feel seeing your baby podcast grow into a 100 episode podcast? It is a delightful surprise. Yeah. Praise God. Did you think it would get to 100 or were you just thinking one episode at a time? Yeah, more so that it's had its ups and downs Mm -hmm. and, you know, struggles and times where it's like, ah, should we continue it? Should we not continue it? Who knows? And then times where I was like, dude, I just can't do it. And then you guys were like, I'll pick up the torch and run with this. So... You know, while I'm absolutely grateful to Almighty God that it's come this far, I also recognize that it wouldn't be here first and foremost without you guys and uh, without our our VIBs and and faithful friends who who listen week after week, month after month. So yeah, I was saying to Brooke, it seems like season five went by so smoothly and with a lot less stress. I feel like it, a lot of it is because we did the episodes a bit slower. Well, I think we had, we just adjusted to the changing seasons of everybody's life. Hmm. We may not be following the guidelines of the big podcast anymore, but we uh, are still podcasting. Wait, there are rules to this. <laughs> <laughs> Those are for big podcasts. We've got a yeah. hundred now. We can do what we want. <laughs> we can tell all the other podcasts to get off our lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting the sign out front tomorrow. <laughs> well, every time, you know, we, we sit down and we have a discussion, like, you know, should I keep going, pray on it? I'm always just like, okay, pray on it. I keep, I have to keep going. I have to keep going. I'm still energized. I'm still happy. I know that uh, there's so much more to explore. So ra- random side note. So I, uh, I went into the office this past week and, um, I met a former colleague who started working at the same place that I am now, but like we had worked together like 10 years ago at a different company together. So we sat down and we were catching up and he was like, you know, and, and he was telling me about everything that he's into right now. And he's like, man, I'm, I'm like totally jazzed about D and D and playing that all the time. Uh, like I even got an Instagram where I like share the stuff I'm building for, for D and D. Oh, and I'm also a podcaster now. I'm like, Oh wow. Oh wow. (laughs) (laughs) All these like 30 somethings get into D and D and podcasting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was just weird meeting this dude who I haven't seen in a long time. Certainly haven't worked together with him in a very, very long time. And suddenly we're, crossing paths and it it, uh it was wild too so shout out to his podcast which is area 51 and a half it's like a pop culture nerdy podcast but it's basically theology of the buddy 
but for like pop culture. It's just a bunch of guys hanging out, just bantering back and forth and <laughs> making nerd references. You know, cool. basically very similar to us. You've set the tone for this guy's life here, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was really funny because uh, while we're at this, we're, we're sitting at lunch in the in the cafeteria and we're talking about all of this. He uh, he comes out of nowhere and he's like, "Dude, I uh, I need to apologize for uh, something I said during COVID to you." And like, I'm like, "Like what? Like I." don't remember this and i guess it was online and i was trying to like i've been racking my brain you know ever since he said he was sorry and then i went and i looked kind of like through my history and i realized that what he was apologizing for was the fact that he started like crapping on chick-fil-a and i told him it was the lord's chicken and to shut his face um yeah so i guess we we reconciled about that uh but he was like feeling really bad about it i called him an incompetent scotsman (laughs) (laughs) just if do you know where his desk is at work no we're in completely different places okay we work on different days well we will be working on different days i think i think what you Uh, need to do is just like next time you go to chick-fil-a get like a bunch of packets of chick-fil-a sauce Find out where this guy sits, scatter them on his desk, and just say, I miss you on a note, and then just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. You know, you know what's wild? Like, you can get, like, bottles of Chick-fil-A sauce or Polynesian sauce from the grocery stores in the States. Oh, so wow. maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just get a big bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce and put a sticky <clears throat> note on it that says, I love you, I forgive you, and just... <laughs> That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I would oh, love for forgiven. that to happen. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yes. If I can oh, find absolutely. You have to. I will do that, and I will uh, document it on the uh, Theology of the Buddy Instagram. Follow us, everybody, at uh, Theology of the Buddy on Instagram, if you're uh, not already. Yeah. I'm really hoping, like, this summer we can share on the Instagram kind of the, I guess, kind of the more fun things that we're going to be doing. I know that, like, Chris, you got some fun stuff planned. Yeah? Hopefully? Yeah. Hopefully? Soon. Yeah. Hopefully, yep. As God willing and the creek don't rise, you know, we're going to, Julie and I are going to just take a, a week away and we're going to go to the Audio Feed Music Festival, and which Mike and I went to 2019, right, dude? That sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. We're planning on doing that. And then uh, we're going to do like some pilgrimage stuff. There's a shrine to our Lord's Passion in Illinois. So we're going to go there. I think it would be a really great opportunity for catechesis for John and Therese. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to go to the Dutch village in Holland, Michigan. That's Holland, amazing. Michigan. That's and, one place uh, that you say I need to go. Like, I I've never... You- I'm, we've never been there. I know, I know, but you've shown me pictures and you keep, I think at one point in time you said that we had to go or something. Well, now you're going to get a taste of it. You'll get to really no, tell hold me. on. No, you're, you're mixing this up. Uh-oh. I said that we needed to go to, um. Was it the oh. Christmas village? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I can't think of what it's called. Was that Christmas but, uh, It'll come to me before the end of the, the episode. Okay, perfect. But yeah, the place is called Bronner's, but um, I can't remember the name of the town. Okay. I will I will remember it though. But Perfect. that's where we need to go. But Holland is on the opposite side of the state 
on the west side of Michigan, and they have like, dude, they have like like a six foot clog and like a ginormous windmill oh, man. and like Dutch food. It's gonna be great. And the only reason why we're going there is because the last time Julia and I were on a trip together in the states at a hotel, we saw this brochure. And it was for this Dutch village in Holland, Michigan. And it just has this like happy little kid on it. And it says, Grandma, I love it here. <laughs> and, uh, so ever since then, Julie and I, like any time we go somewhere we like, we've always said, Oh, Grandma, I love it here. And so, <laughs> so now we have to go to the Dutch village just to bring everything full circle. Oh, that's so, perfect. That's what summer oh and also we're having a vib day at the strauss's yeah that's yeah. gonna barbecue tim what are you doing this summer oh gosh what am i not doing this summer <laughs> <laughs> uh jack and i have already gone and done some scuba diving down in florida that was so wild that was a good time that's oh, sweet goodness. yeah he he turned 15 and immediately got his open water certification through ssi so that was uh quite an adventure there then he went off and worked a Bible camp after that, and now he's going to hemophilia camp tomorrow. When he comes back, he's going to his grandparents' house. I'm going to be working pretty much the whole time, but uh, then we're going at the end of July to visit my mother up in Seattle, Washington. So, cool. Yeah, so it's going to be quite a summer of travel and mm -hmm. throw in probably a couple of trips to check out different colleges and such because uh, we've got... Got some ideas. Uh, North Georgia College up in Dahlonega, Georgia, is very, very high on the list for things that we want to look at there. Mm. And you know, speaking of little, uh, little Dutch villages, not too far from Dahlonega, probably within thirty minutes to an hour from there, is Helen, Georgia, which is this little Alpine German town that is just hand built for Oktoberfest. But uh, <laughs> so we're gonna go up there and hang out and. Ride the Alpine coaster, which is one of those uh, one of those physics coasters where you sit in the sled and just kind of go up and down the hills and around, and you, know, you think you're going to die three or four times. And but, yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. See if we can sneak in another scuba diving trip. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Nice. That's sweet. Like how yeah. how how deep did did you guys go when you went scuba diving? Uh, this was his soup is uh, certification dive. So I think the max depth that we went on this one was 24 feet. So not too far. How long but, under uh, did you have to be? It was, I think total downtime. We had 36 minutes, which for me, I'm six foot four and 250 pounds. You know, I had to really ration my, my uh, air down there. <laughs> I was trying to give as much downtime as possible. So I was like taking these smallest breaths and just trying like, okay, don't swim too hard. Don't use that much oxygen. Let's try and keep them down for as long as possible. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, the, uh, the dive shop that we went through down there just took really good care of us. And, you know, we had some great dives. It was this, uh, it's called Hudson Grotto and the grotto itself is 125 feet deep. And it's this mix of salt water and fresh water. And in it, they had a couple of boats that had been sung and it was Memorial Day. So they had a big American flag underwater, which I didn't even see it. I got tangled up in the thing. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I'm moving along and I get tangled up and I'm like, I should not be getting tangled up in kelp. This is 
fresh enough water that I should be okay here. And I turn around, I look, and it's it's an American flag. I'm like, what is this doing here? <laughs> <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> so, Mike, what are we going to do this summer? I don't know. We kind of like, I had a couple of things I was going to do and they both ended up getting canceled. So now I'm kind of like, I need to make new plans. I'm going camping with my mom with the kids and I haven't been camping in like 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to take the kids camping, My me and my mom and a couple other family members. So I really want my kids to have the camping experience because it'll help me gauge whether or not Mike and I can take the kids. So figure out, you know, if they can actually handle it. <laughs> yeah. And then August is basically birthday month. So it's it all leads up to August. <laughs> Mike's birthday, Vincent's birthday, and Evie's birthday are all within a week. It's cake month. Mm. You know, I think I will observe that with you. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> we, we appreciate it, Tim. It's a big sacrifice. I wouldn't so. do it otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could do like mu- a, a mug cake every day. Don't do a mug yeah, cake every I, day. I just feel like I just feel like the <laughs> middle of August is a great time for birthdays. It is pretty good. Like school's out and the weather is I don't know, I hate I don't like weather, but it's warm and other people like it when it's warm. Blow up the kiddie pool and have a good time. It's ideal for smoking meat. That's true. Want for birthday parties? That's true. Meat, yes. meat. Yes, <laughs> I've been wor- I've been working with college students for too long. I did not expect <laughs> meat to be at the end of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tim's August fourteenth. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ends the jokes, kids. <laughs> <laughs> You're off by one. I got my birthday uh, on the assumption. So speaking of kids, we. We sent out a call for people to send us their kids' questions for us to answer. So we got a couple of them from our VIB group. Shout out to Buck Boston for sending us uh, questions from her kids. And uh, Evie, who's seven, also got one. And I tried to ask Vincent, and he just said, I don't know. I said, do you know everything? Yeah, I know a lot of things. Okay, Ben. Question number one. How does Jesus become communion? And that was from uh, one of Buck Boston's kids? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Christine. She sent a bunch from different kids, and I'm not sure which one was which. Miraculously. God is God. Ultimate, Ultimate power of the universe. Literally the only power of the universe. Everything comes from him. You know. The universe bends essentially to his will. We are held into existence by the will of God, right? I'm, I'm on track so far, right, guys? Okay. Checks out. So no, no, no heresy detected whatsoever. Okay, because God has that power or that authority, and is essentially the the definition of existence. What he says goes. So when Jesus says, "This is my body," the bread literally actually becomes his body. When he says, this is my blood, the wine literally actually becomes his blood because he is the one who defines what existence is. And then with your daily mass, with your Sunday mass, because Jesus has given that power 
passed it on through the apostles to the priesthood. He's given the power to do that to ordained men to use that part of his authority to call the Eucharist into or to change the Eucharist from bread into his body, from wine into his blood. So it is so with this, every part of this is based off of the authority of God and basically his authorship of existence. So no uh, no heresy yet, guys? No heresy. Very good. None. No heresy. Woo! <laughs> right, like I mean, at the beginning of time, right in in creation, oh, yeah. let there be light. Boom! It was. He has the ability to literally speak, and it comes into being. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you listen to the words of the priest at mass, at least in the Roman canon, I don't remember well all of them to say for sure, but you'll hear the priest explicitly asking God the Father to accept our gift of bread and wine and make it into the body and blood of our Lord before then he says the uh, actual words of consecration. It's illustrated in the mass that we are asking for God to use his almighty power to do this. And we believe that he does. Question number two. Do angels have bodies? Well, do they, Breck? No, they do not. They are pure spirits. Sometimes they can have bodies, though. So, uh, unfortunately, there were technical difficulties, so Tim is going to sound a little bit different from here on. Yeah, Tim is now played by Marilyn Monroe. This is uh, (laughs) Tim GPT. (laughs) Tim, as voiced by Ryan Clark. As an AI model, I have no opinion on whether angels have bodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at their baseline, as they're created, no. But, you know, like when the Israelites were going to take Jericho, you did have an angel mm-hmm. that at least assumed a body or assumed material to make a body. Mm-hmm. Or when, or possibly when the angel Gabriel came to Our Lady for the Annunciation. So, yeah, there are times that I would say, yeah, angels do have bodies, but it's kind of like putting, I don't want to say putting on a costume. That's a really trite way to say it. They can assume material to make a body. Is that a good way to say it? And it's only yeah. it's only through God's power that that's granted to them, I would say. Like for his, for the sake of his work, that's why they can assume that body. It's kind of like they appear, they appear miraculously in a sense and temporarily in the appearance of having a body, but do they naturally have a body? No. It's only given for a particular period of time, right? Like it's certainly not part of their nature as it is for us. Mm-hmm. Right. We are embodied souls and we are going to get our bodies back in the resurrection of the dead because that's who we are. You know, mm-hmm. like we're we're both, you know, flesh and spirit. Angels yeah. in heaven don't have bodies. Yeah. In eternity. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, hold hold on before we move on that. Quick question. So Father John today said something very I really don't know. remember what the context was in his homily but he was talking about like 
he was talking about angels and he was talking about how he's like, I don't even think they have wings, but I'm like, isn't there like clear indications in scripture that oh, yeah, yeah. they have something like wings or at least what appear to be like wings in uh, yeah. Isaiah's John's vision, right? The seraphs had wings. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Six like it was multiple seraphs. sets. It was like, yeah, covering their face, their body, and their feet, or something along those lines. Yep, six six winged and many eyes. Yeah, I believe these these scenes where they have wings are they're trying to like illustrate the angels and like the nature of their spirit, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't think this is meant to indicate that they have physical winged bodies, right? To tell us something about their nature, like their humility and stuff like that. Covering their eyes before the throne of God. Questione numero trois. How did God make the world? And she sounded so cute. That was the cutest little kid voice ever. Melt. Well, we kind of just touched on this. I think Tim already answered this question, but about the Holy Eucharist. Although, one of the things I like, okay, so we've got the creation story where God speaks heaven and earth into creation. One of the ones that I really like, or one of the takeoffs on that that I really, really like is uh, J.R.R. Tolkien in his creation narrative for Middle Earth and that, and that whole universe. God actually sings it into existence. And I'm like, man, that is a classy take. <laughs> <laughs> he ordered it for it to be, and so it was. All for, you know, Love of us, really. <laughs> and he created it through his word, mm-hmm. who is yes. Jesus. All right. Question number four. Why did Jesus sacrifice for us? Chris, this one's all you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, the the thing, you can, you can answer this question simply, but it doesn't really answer the question, you know, because... We can say, of course, that God is love, and a, and out of a pure act of love, he created us to share in his divine life. But the question is, why? You know, like we understand that in the relationship um, among the three persons of the Trinity, there's complete and utter beatitude. Like they're completely satisfied, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, in love with one another. They didn't need us. They didn't need us at all. Like, they didn't need the angels. They didn't need any of that. But yet, they still willed it. And so, to me, it's really a mystery. We can say that he loves us. We know that he does and that he is love itself. But why? That's a mystery. One of the things I was thinking about while you were talking there was that with marriage, it is in the nature of the relationship to be creative. It almost seems like that that is a reflection of God because it is also in God's nature to be created. But while he is satisfied entirely in himself, you know, because of that relationship, because of who he is, there's still for some reason that drive there and that drive has been passed on to us. I don't know. I don't have a, the why is such a good question. It's such a hard question. I think if I was to answer this and my kids were saying it, it would be our Lord died on the cross for us to, really illust like god 
really wanted to illustrate just how much he loved us. You know, he died in the most horrible way. He died humiliated. He died a servant. He died, you know, knowing that he was going to shed every single drop of blood for us. And that's nothing that any, all the pagan gods that other people worshipped did not ask for love, right? They wanted, you know, you to worship them and be servants to them. But God came to serve. Like our Lord came to serve us and to love us and to give his life for us. He wanted to show us just how much he loved us and said, come and follow me. I'll do anything. I'll, I will die for you out of love for you. Yeah. I, when I heard the question, I was thinking more about why the sacrifice of the cross as yeah. well. The way it was interesting that we've kind of interpreted the question two different ways, I think. But um, yeah, I just think about how, like St. Thomas talks about how even shedding one drop of blood for our Lord would be of infinite merit. Mm -hmm. And that on, you know, a purely maybe logical utilitarian level, he didn't have to go so far. He didn't have to do so much for us, but he did. And why is because the nature of his love is not just to do what's utilitarian, but to love super abundantly. So mm -hmm. I think part of it goes back to, you know, I'm your, I'm your God. You'll be my people. And he asks for sacrifice, but then he shows, look at how I sacrifice for you. He shows us how to love. There's no greater love says the Lord than to lay your life down for a friend. We are his friends mm. and more. <laughs> okay. Next question. This one we don't have a recording of, but yeah. it's from Evangeline. Evangeline is uh, seven. She's turning eight. And uh, in typical Evangeline fashion, <laughs> this was her question. Why are most of the Bible stories told in the desert and really hot places? <laughs> Tim should answer that question because he lives in a very, very hot place. That's right. It's all about geography. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it really, it really is a very practical answer. And the Jewish people lived in a desert and or in a desert area. Most of Israel is not really a desert. But yeah, it's hot during the day. It's freezing cold at night. It's, you know, a rugged place for rugged people. And that's where Christ came to us through, was through the Jewish people who lived in that particular place at that particular time. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, Evie. It's it's hot there, and it's just it's hot. <laughs> I feel like we got to do a version of the hot ones intro. <laughs> Welcome to the theology of the body show with hot places and even hotter Bible stories. <laughs> yeah, so that wraps up the uh, the kid questions. Kid those, questions are great. Those are some great. Thank questions. you. Oh man, to all the children who submitted a question and their parents who assisted them. We do appreciate it, and those were some. Complex questions. I tried really hard to see if my kids had any questions, and neither have done like the most perfect job catechizing my kids and giving them really good reasons, or they really just are not creative enough to think about their own questions. I don't know. We'll okay. go with the former. Yeah, I mean, they read the uh, the Saint Joseph Catechism for homeschool, so it's a uh, the Baltimore Catechism. Yeah, yeah. So next season, we're still going to continue doing the liturgical breakdown, like within the season. That's a, a no brainer because we're, we're at the canon now. So we're at like one of the most like, I want to say intense parts of the mass 
Is that is that of fair? Course, the most. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the um, climax of the mass, really. Yeah. So. Yeah. Fingers crossed we can actually finish the liturgical breakdown season six. Would you say fingers crossed or would you say thumb and forefinger together? (laughs) (laughs) Or fingers together and thumbs crossed. I'm trying to do that and I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I get it. I get it. Fingers together, thumbs crossed. Yes. Right over left. I get it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So I really want to do liturgical breakdown. Um, we had a couple of suggestions that we were bouncing around in um... stonks. Yeah, Mike. Well, Tim was saying we should discuss like money management, which I think would be really interesting to discuss. I think we should get. I think we should get Aaron and Matt and Mike to talk about stocks on the podcast. <laughs> how it's not a form of uh, uh... usury. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just like every scholar practice where we start talking about wealth simple. And <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's try the to thing. get Chris to sign up with one of our uh, membership <laughs> referral codes. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, I Mike does. Mike handles all of like our financial stuff. Like, I handle I handle the kitchen. He handles the banking. Like, it works out really well for us that way. And, uh, like, I feel better knowing that he is controlling where the money is invested and putting it into places that are actually, like, ethical or not doing anything sketchy. Because, like, with most banks, like, if you have a, you know, a mutual fund or a GIC or something like that, they'll put money wherever they want that's going to benefit them. And you have no control. And a lot of the banks are not good. All of them are not good. They're users. Yeah. Yeah. Goes without saying. We, I definitely need to do some looking into this. Let's definitely do an episode on this one because this one could be, I don't want to say finances could be a lot of fun to talk about, but it'll at least be very interesting to talk about. But here's the thing. Every family has to manage money somehow. Like, And we're not financial oh, yeah. experts by any means, but we can at least share what, we've, what, I've, what we do. Or if we've I've learned, learned anything from hundreds of video, YouTube videos about stocks, it's this is not financial advice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. no. And I think that talking stocks and that kind of thing, that might even be a pretty advanced conversation. I mean, there's definitely a conversation to be had about mechanisms like credit cards versus debit cards and yeah. such. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because, I mean, the, I'm not sure what the numbers look like in Canada, but the average American household has multiple credit cards that are maxed out. Yeah, and it's true. They're paying, you know, 20, 24% of uh annual interest on that yeah so essentially you know if you have a ten thousand dollar credit card every year that number goes up by two and a half thousand dollars and i mean if you want to absolutely stifle a family you know your ability to give to the church to do good in your community you know to live a good healthy life man there are just some mistakes that you have to avoid and that's one of them yeah and the banks don't care they're looking out for their investors and that's it. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's talk about finances one of the episodes in season six. I think that could be really interesting. And and it could be practical too. Like yeah. as as a homemaker, you know, knowing knowing how to how how to spend your money is is important. Like that's another whole angle too, yeah. 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 So liturgical breakdown, stocks. I think hopefully we'll be talking about AI as well. And the future of Catholic media and the future. I'll talk a lot about AI and how it's fake. (laughs) 
there's no intelligence involved. Yeah, we'd love to take, hear your suggestions for season six, especially as the summer rolls around and, you know, we want to start thinking about things. But who knows? Who knows what the summer is going to hold for the for the church? You know, I feel like every season some bomb goes off and shakes people up, uh, whether good or bad. It's always an adventure in the new springtime. Oh. So, yeah. That's all I got for season six. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants, winging it, going to prey on it. But I want to bring it back. I'm really enjoying the work that we do. And again, for me, it's all about even if one person listens and finds it fun, I am or, or informative. Or if 20 years from now, my kids can sit and listen to you know, the episodes where we discuss the liturgical breakdown, that makes me super happy. Please, Lord, don't let them find this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to show you. They'll already think I'm cringe. They'll, whatever the word will be in 13, 15 years from now. If you have not taken the jump, yet and attended a traditional latin mass this summer do it make a commitment get in the car drive the hour whatever it takes check it out this whole podcast has from episode one to episode 100 been dedicated to restoring all things in christ and uh helping to rebuild catholic culture by helping the faithful discover the beauties of the Latin Mass. So mm-hmm. if you haven't, do it. Do it. You and have nothing to lose. Nothing. Absolutely nothing and everything to gain. And I can I can promise you that it'll it'll bless you. So yeah, yeah. Make sure you uh check it out this summer. Make yeah. it a make it a little summer pilgrimage if you haven't been there. So Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh I think we also should throw out the fact that uh we've over the last few seasons we've had our VIB group and we have some incredible, wonderful people and families that are in that group. And um, I want to make a special shout out and throw it to Tim. But uh, one of our special VIBs is uh, Nicholas Job from Our Lady's Armory. So, uh, yeah, Tim, you want to say something about that? Oh, yeah. So a few episodes ago, I was saying that I needed a new rosary. And... It turns out that Nick Job has his own cottage industry going on where he's making rosaries at the house. I believe it's the house. He may have a whole factory. I don't know. <laughs> but I went on Our Lady's Armory website, and I started looking around. I was like, these are some really good-looking rosaries. So I ended up getting – you can hear hear the rosary rattling there. I ended up getting the uh, Memento Mori rosary, which this thing is impressive. The beads are <laughs> a deep marbled red. It's got a black paracord with skull and cross Our Father beads. And the crucifix is, have you ever seen the crucifix that's got like the crown of thorns around a nailed, uh, mm-hmm. a cross of nails? Yeah, it's that one. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's a very intense looking rosary. Also, the size of this thing, I'm six foot five, I'm sorry, six foot four and 250 pounds. And this thing fills my hand. And if you shake hands with me, it's like shaking hands with a snake. So (laughs) it feels like it feels like it is made out of motorcycle parts and the bones of saints. 
I have the same one. I have it like as the car rosary because uh, it's just become our car rosary. And uh, yeah, it's a oh. it's so beautiful. I love it. And I, I got the little decade one to go with it. So when Vincent was younger, he would always hold that one. So if my driving doesn't remind you of your death, then... The, the rosary, rosary is there to help. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great rosary. Uh, I love but, it. Yeah. Nick, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate the rosary, and I'm going to wear this thing out. It may take me the rest of my life. Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Maybe spend your summer and catch up on some past episodes that you did this into. Especially know. Chris. He's going to put ketchup all over those past episodes. <laughs> Oh, Chris, your trash sauce. <laughs> listen, listen, it's going to be Chick-fil-A sauce this summer. That's that's what it's going to be. Put it put it on everything. Put it in your chili. Put it on your spaghetti. It'll be delicious. Chick-fil-A. Maybe get you some Whataburger spicy ketchup. <laughs> Go on. Speak. What What is this? Whataburger. Is it Whataburger or Whataburger? Okay, depends where you are. If you're in Texas, it's essentially water burger, but it's uh, it's water burger. W h a t a, water burger, and it it's you know great burgers. You know they have sh- uh, milkshakes that are available when McDonald's is not selling milkshakes, which is all the time. Uh, you can get honey butter <laughs> chicken biscuits and all that. Thank you for coming to Theology of the Buddy, sponsored by Water Burger. <laughs> not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Not sponsored at all. We're not sponsored at all, but I would absolutely accept sponsorship from Whataburger. And the uh, you have two options. You have regular ketchup and you have spicy ketchup. And spicy ketchup is just like regular tasty ketchup with a kick. It's not like that trash Heinz uh, Heinz 57 stuff that you find in the grocery store. You got to go to Whataburger now, Chris, when you go to the States. Yep. They don't don't have in the Midwest. uh, They don't. <clears throat> they're expanding fast we've got two in in auburn like uh, auburn is becoming like a little texas right now we've got two waterburgers we've got a bucky's now uh, and if i can get an heb out here I, you may as well just raise the texas flag over the city <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm very excited this summer to go to portillo's in uh in illinois and get myself a legit chicago dog it's gonna be amazing mike and i both had one a couple of few years ago and uh the memory still brings a tear to my eye (laughs) you guys can come with me you guys can totally just get in the car and come to audio feed too you're welcome you're welcome (laughs) all are welcome in this place (laughs) all right guys So, this summer, don't forget to stay tratty. Stay tratty. Stay ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. What are your thoughts on today's episode? We would love to hear from you guys. Message us on Facebook or DM us on Instagram at Theology of the Buddy. Find us on Twitter at Stay Tratty. Send us a voicemail at TheologyofTheBuddy.com and send us an email. You can also send us a voicemail via Facebook Messenger. If you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts 
and rating and reviewing us if you're on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it as it helps us to get noticed within the larger podcast community. We'll see you in season six, guys, and we'll save you a seat at the table.